You go into, into John's writing, into the book of Revelation, and there's a very, very sobering thought where Jesus is approached by those who said, we have followed you, we have prophesied in your name, and Jesus tells them, get away from me, I never knew you. Because the gifts weren't being used to honor God, but to honor themselves. So what are we supposed to do then with all these gifts that we have? Well, the easy thing to think is just use them. Minister to those around you. But I'm going to take us a few more steps. Here's where we can start. First, we need to ask ourselves what we've been called to be. Everybody's a little bit different here. Let me help you out with a few things. Who's married in here? You've been called to be married. Go figure. Who here has kids? You've been called to be parents. Who here has a job in any way, shape, or form? You do some kind of work. You've been called to do that. Who here runs a, a, or a, a hosts a Bible study for our church? Who hosts a small group? There's a few of you. And, and you're... <laughs> You've been called to do that. Who here attends one of those? You've been called to do that. Everything that's been put into your life, you can probably say, well, I guess God's called me to do this. And that's where you can use those gifts. That's where you can use those blessings. I have to embarrass my in-laws just a little bit because this is, this is something that's been amazing to me. Um, when we were having, when we were going to have our kids, and we found out it wasn't one, but it was two, and we went, oh no. One of the first things they said is, why don't you come let us help you? It was the first thing on their mind. They said, we have, we have a house, we have a backyard for them, we have a pool, we have all these things that would just be a complete blessing to you. Come use it. And that is the spirit I'm talking about. If you have a house, you can use that. If you have a job, you can use that. If you have a connection with another human being, you can use that. These are all things that God has put in your life to be a blessing and that you can work to bless. So you got to know what you're called to be. And while you're in those places, you're going to come into contact with different people. If you're in your house, you're probably going to come into contact with your family at some point. It doesn't matter how big your house is. If you're at work, you're probably going to come into contact with somebody at some point. It doesn't matter how big the company is you work for. All of those people who come into contact with you, they kind of know you in a different level, different amount. What would they say about Jesus knowing that you were a follower of God through you? What would they think about Jesus? If they knew that you were a follower of Jesus, what would they think? So, well, if that's a follower of Jesus, then Jesus must be pretty dishonest. Well, if that's a follower of Jesus, then Jesus probably has a quick temper. Well, if that's a follower of Jesus, then Jesus isn't very understanding and is kind of a gossip. What do people think about Jesus when they meet you? Because, guys, that's the ultimate thing here. We are supposed to be, as Paul tells us, we are supposed to be 
an example of Jesus through our lives. We're supposed to show people what Jesus is, who Jesus is, how much Jesus loves them. So be honest with yourself. How well do you do that? And we're all human, so there, I guarantee you you've messed up at some point. I messed up this week. I think I probably messed up on Friday night. I probably messed up Saturday afternoon. I probably messed up this morning, which I know I did because I fell down the stairs and banged my elbow really hard and I had a few choice words. I may have wakened my kids up. It still hurts. And that's a good reminder of where we are. So yeah, we're going to mess up, but what do you do when you mess up? What do people know about Jesus when they see you? Now, now ask yourself this too. If you can see where we've been, uh, where you've come, and look back in your life and say, "Well, I see where God's been at work in my life. That's what's brought me here. Uh, that's what you know. God did this. Help me with this decision here. Help me with this part here. Help me with this relationship here. And this is where I am now for it." Now, if you would look back in that same life and go, if I didn't know Jesus, how would it look? If it looks the same, something's wrong. If you can look at your relationships, if you can look at your neighbor's relationship and say, well, they're going through a lot of the same kind of things that I'm going through, and and they're not a follower of Christ, and I kind of react in the same way that they do, then something's wrong. It's all supposed to be governed by the gospel. We've been given an amazing blessing in our salvation. And if we're not using that to bless somebody else, then something's wrong. So what keeps us from being able to use those gifts that God has given us to bless others? What keeps us from having a heart that wants to step out and and help those who need help, bless those who need blessed, support those who need supported, guide those who need guidance? What keeps us from doing it? Maybe we're a little bit like Peter. Maybe we're a little bit like, well, I, I know what it's supposed to look like, and that's not it. Or maybe we say, well, I've been working really hard to attain all of these things. I worked really hard to get that promotion. I worked really hard to own that business. I worked really hard to get that house. I worked really hard to have that marriage. I worked really hard to have those kids. I deserve to be happy and I deserve to have that life that I want. No. No. See, because oftentimes we have that list and we say, well, I know God wants me to be happy. God wants you to follow him. Well, I know God wants me to have, you know, a good marriage with great kids. God wants you to follow him. Well, I know God wants me to have a nice house and God wants me to have a nice job and he wants me to have nice friends and he wants you to follow him. All of those things are fantastic and they all go away. 
Or maybe it's just the fear of losing what we already have. What would we do otherwise? If I didn't have those things, how horrible my life would be. Guys, I got to tell you, you didn't get any of those things by yourself in the first place. I'm going to give you a list of scripture references that prove this. Isaiah 41.10, Jeremiah 29.11, Malachi 3.10, Matthew 6.30, John 1.16, 2 Corinthians 9.18, Ephesians 3.20, Philippians 4.19, James 1.17. Do you know what they all have in common? All good blessings come from God. So what you have now that's good, that's from God. What you are going to get tomorrow, that's good, that's from God. All of those things that you have that you're worried about losing, do you think God ran out when he gave it to you? What do you have? You have nothing that isn't God's already. So yeah, sometimes we worry about, man, but if I'm going to be given so much, how do I know I'm going to get anything back? The point is we have a God who is rich beyond our wildest dreams, who has more than we could ever imagine, who wants to bless as much as possible, and we need to participate in that by taking those blessings that God continually will give us and bless others with it because that's how it gets passed along. That's how people suddenly are able to look and say, oh, that's who Jesus is. Jesus loves me and wants a relationship with me. Jesus already knows me so well to know what I need. So instead of us thinking the gospel stops with my salvation, we need to understand that the gospel only starts with our salvation. The good news keeps going. And the crazy thing is, we read what Jesus says, and he tells everybody to take up your cross. What he's telling them is, guys, the cross is a way to die. You're going to need to die. For Jesus, that was a very physical reality. For us, it is a very spiritual reality. If we want to be followers of Christ, we have to die. We have to give up those desires and those goals, and we have to say, God, what your desire is, what your goal is, put that on my heart so that it is mine as well. And we, we initially think, oh, that's just, that's going to be hard and awful, and I don't want to die, and I don't, I don't want to give up the things that are in front of me. Who do you think knows better for us, us or God? It's one of those moments where, where maybe you had to deal with a parent and you were like, I just, this is what I want to do. And the parent says, trust me, I know what's good. Because they've been through it and they know. In the same way that Jesus has been through it and he knows. What will it do? What will our ability to take every blessing that God has given us and allow it to be used for his glory? 
It'll do everything. It'll bless your family. It'll grow this church. It'll make amazing changes within our community. Guys, I'm, for those of you who know my family, you know that where my wife works right now. She works at our kids' elementary school. And she's the one who deals with all the absences. So we understand why kids are absent and when. And they are heartbreaking stories. That's how we change this. Guys, we've seen everything in here. Just about all of you here know almost everybody who lives in this area. It's astounding. You know what's going on in these households, and you know what's going on in the hearts of so many people around you. If you want to help that, that's how we do it. We can pray over them for decades upon decades, and the entire time there's a good chance God has been saying, yeah, you're praying for it, and I'm sending you. Go. So let's be prayerful over this and let's be ready to go when God says go. And the amazing thing is, is we don't have to worry about this so much when we say we're just going to do what God says. He's going to take care of us on the way. Because by the way, he was the one that when Jesus fulfilled everything, reached down into the grave and said, get up and go. So even when you think it's done and over, it's not done. Because we serve the God who conquered death. And we serve the God who has conquered everything this life could possibly throw at us. So not only will it change the lives of those around you, it'll change your life. It'll change your life in amazing ways. You might lose a relationship here or there because they're going to say, my goodness, you're driving me insane with this kind of talk. I don't don't like the way that you're making me feel uncomfortable, and that's okay. God will work on that life too. But you will have peace because you will know that God is covering you, God is watching you, and that God will continually provide for you. So I want to pray over you today. Before we do communion, um, which is a really, really good transition that we can have here, I want to pray over you. I want to pray that as you go through the rest of this day and week and month and year, that you will look at every single opportunity that God puts in front of you as something that God has put in front of you. As an opportunity to grow in your own faith and to bless somebody else. We as a church are going to continue to offer these opportunities to us. We're going to have moments of prayer. We're going to have moments of ministry. We're going to have things like walk through Bethlehem, like our tractor treat, like uh, uh, other ministries that people are going to come up with. And I encourage you to be a part of each and every one of them. Let God work through your life.
The only one who can stop it is you. So let's pray. Lord, Lord, I thank you for this, this group of brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, they have been an amazing blessing, uh, not just to my family, but to so many families within this church. Lord, we are doing so many good things, and Lord, I ask that you would never let us rest on that, and that we would forever be looking for where you would lead us to be able to use the blessings that you have given us. Lord, I ask that you would strengthen these people here, that you would strengthen this family of believers. You would embolden us to look for those opportunities where we can glorify you and we can spread your gospel to those who would hear it. Lord, take away our anxiety, take away our worry for whatever reason. Lord, allow us to partner with you. Allow us to be used by you. Lord, we will be careful to honor and glorify you in all we say and do. In Jesus' name. Amen. At this time, I'm going to ask the gentleman uh, who will be serving communion to gather in the back.